0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So a New Jersey man has found a load of cash, at least that's what it's being called, a load of cash uh, underneath his house. He was making some renovations on his home and he went digging around, of course. That's what you do when you're making renovations around your home. And he found what he thought was just trash. And he said, "Ah, maybe I'll take a look anyway before I throw it away and it was cash it was a tightly rolled cigar shaped wads of cash containing tens and twenty dollar bills that said he found over two thousand dollars now at first you're breaking the chewing the fat law by telling someone that you found cash however the only thing i can make of this is that it was 1934 condition money so he said, oh, either somebody robbed a bank and buried it there, or somebody didn't trust the banks in 1934 during the height of the depression. Well, you should never say, you know, maybe somebody robbed a bank because now you're opening the door for someone to say, yeah, a uh, bank was robbed and that's our money and it's not yours and we're here to take it from you. Second, uh, it probably was someone who didn't like banks and buried the money. I'm guessing that you tell people you found this money because if it's 1934 condition it may be worth more money cuz the money has changed since 1934. I'm sure a $20 bill is worth more than $20 if it's, you know, from 1934. They don't look like they're in mint condition, so I'm sure he's not going to get uh, you know, top dollar. For the money, because they were all rolled up and buried underground. But that's the only reason I can think you say something. You never tell people when you find cash like this, never. And I don't know that I would tell people anyway. I think I would just keep the cash. You know what? I can say that I wouldn't say a word. I would put the money in my little safe box, and then I would take it out to the money collectors and say, You know, my grandfather left me some money, my great grandfather left me some money, and how much would you give me for these $10 bills that are from 1934? How much? And just gradually sell them uh, to collectors. You never tell people. I, I'm going to be fascinated to see what happens to this money because it wouldn't surprise me that, uh, oh you know, a bank was robbed, uh, oh, a, a mile away from where that house was. And I bet it belonged to that bank. So you don't get to keep it if that happens. It's your own fault. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well, it looks like season two is not gonna happen. I know, season two of Dep Heard, I thought was gonna happen, but no, it's looking like uh, we're not going to have a season two. The judge uh, heard the argument, for the new trial because of the jury issue. Uh, You know, we had the jurist. Remember, we talked about the jurist being uh, the wrong person. But uh, so they, you know, filed their documents for a new trial and, you know, it was all fraudulent. And the judge said, "Mm, there's no fraud. Uh, Remember, I thought it said in the original story that there was a birth date. But according to this, uh, the summons, the actual summons did not include a birth date. So does the son's name have anything distinguishing him from his dad, like a junior or a second at the end? Whatever, the judge said there was no fraud, suggesting either the father or son could have shown up for jury service. Okay. What's more, the judge said that Amber's motion was sour grapes. She could have made it much earlier, but the only reason she's doing it now is that she lost the case. In other words, she sat on her hands, So she gets no judicial relief. She also argued the $10 million uh, compensatory damage award that Johnny Depp received was excessive. And the judge said, "Mm, you know what, Amber? No, it's not. So she can still appeal, but the chances are not looking very good for her appeal or for season two of Depp Heard. Okay, the story I talked about on uh, Pat Unleashed Overtime today that I teased and I said I would do it here on Chewing the Fat Today is the Amazon story where internal documents reveal uh, how the company routinely measured workers' performance in minute detail and admonished those who fell under slightly short of those expectations. In a single year, ending April, 2020, the company issued more than 13,000 so-called disciplines at one warehouse alone. Wow. I mean, just incredible. This one worker, Gerald Bryson had uh, hand counted thousands of items in his warehouse's inventory over three days when his manager showed him a supportive feedback document. You know, You know what, Gerald, you've made 22 errors, (laughs) including, you know, there were, you were tallying products in that storage bin over there and you tallied 19, there were 20. So you aired like six times within a year. Uh, if that happens, uh, we get to fire you. Wait, what? Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't do that. We're going to document that. That's, that's a problem. Wow. So, I mean, the, the the facility has 5,300 employees, or did at that time anyway. And so they are just busy writing up people left and right. Really incredible, actually. I would, you know, it feels like they're, it's just me. Uh, it feels like they're uh, doing it on purpose. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> now amazon uh told the judge that uh hey we'd like to meet the demands of the subpoena and provide the thousands of disciplinary notices but you know it's it's an unduly burdensome it's there's so many there's so many we just can't get it to you in time oh okay okay Well, the judge was like, well, you know, you could turn some of it over. How about that? Okay. So some of the documented violations for which Amazon faulted employees. Being off task for six minutes, resulting in a reprimand. Nice. All right. Uh, The warehouse worker received at 2.57 a.m. during the same shift. So, hey, you're off task for six minutes. If you're still getting the job done, um... Does it matter if you're off task for six minutes? Is that going to the bathroom? I don't know. I don't know if, I mean, I'm guessing Amazon gives you uh, it's time to take a break and you get to run to the bathroom for three minutes and come back. Uh, meeting 94% of the company's productivity goal instead of 100% for weeks a worker at the same New Jersey warehouse had surpassed expectations, but Amazon management warned him in October And this was in 2017 about possible termination if he didn't improve his rate of scanning and verifying items, which dipped to 164 per hour, below the target of 175. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, here we go. Exceeding break time. Yeah, exceeded break time by four minutes. You bastard. Although Amazon offers a five-minute walking grace period for breaks. The same New Jersey worker who was dinged for productivity also received a write-up in March of 2017, telling him not to exceed the time limit. Yeah, so these are more, you know, this is like uh, the old days when the guy wraps his arm around your shoulder and go, you know, don't be taking so long coming back from break. But they're documented at all so they can fire you if they have to. Making four errors grabbing items shoppers ordered in a single spring in 2019, during which a New York City warehouse worker picked more than 15,800 goods correctly for customers but four of those were wrong okay so i you know i don't know if you want to work for amazon or not i i love amazon i'm a fan i'm a fan of the products being delivered to my home as fast as possible i'm a fan of hopefully building a drone delivery door on my ceiling, uh, on my roof, so the drone can just fly over and drop the products into my home. I'm all ready for that. But the way they're treating employees does not seem, well, good. (laughs) Uh, You can quote me on that. Uh, The way they're treating employees does not seem good. And most employees feel it doesn't matter, you know, how much I work or how good I work, uh, you can't win. Yeah. And, you know, that's why they've gone to the robots in their warehouses, right? Robots don't take a break, obviously, unless they break down, but they uh, stay on task at all times. And you only need, you need a lot less humans to oversee the robots. So that's what we're getting to, I guess. And sure, you want to join a union? Absolutely. No problem. Go ahead and vote on that union. Oh, darn the luck. We're going to have to close down and just go to robots because, well, hey, we can't find anybody to work and the people that do work aren't doing the job properly. So we're just going to go to robots. And we have, you know, that that was the Starbucks thing where they're closing down because it's too dangerous. Is it? I mean, I do believe that there's our dangerous areas that they're living in. The crime rate is probably, you know, through the roof. But it's a surprise that... uh, Were you guys thinking about starting a union too? Oh, darn. Well, we'll have to just... You know what? We're going to have to close. (laughs) You can go work over at that store. Those people over there, yeah, they don't want a union. But... And it's safer over there, which is what it's all about. Your safety. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing times. Amazing times. I don't know. I want to like Amazon. I will say I know one person who went to work for Amazon and didn't last long. And I haven't really, I, I haven't talked to him. I, uh, the job he has now, he travels around the country so much, I haven't had a chance to, to actually sit down and talk to him. I just know that he went to work for Amazon and I thought, oh, cool. Uh, you know, Maybe you get my son to work there. And then it wasn't very long, and then he quit and went and got this other job where he's traveling around the country. So I feel like he walked into Amazon and went, whoa, new. No, uh, I don't know that I'm going to be able to stay on task every minute of every hour of every day. So, I'm going to find a new gig. Let's go to uh, the break room. I need something cold to drink. Desperately. Mm, mm, mm. (sighs) Desperately. You know, when we broke down the Emmys uh, earlier this week because they came out, I was stuck on Selena Gomez not getting a nod for Only Murders in the Building. But uh, as we broke it down on Pat's show the next day, we realized that uh, Yellowstone got nothing. Really just incredible. They received zero Emmy nominations. Yellowstone, one of the biggest shows on television these days, got nothing. Uh, 1883... Did receive some nominations for cinematography and music, but you know, no nothing like in the Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Drama Series categories. And neither did Mayor of Kingstown. So Paramount got uh, snubbed big time at the Emmys. Not quite sure why. Might be not quite woke enough for the American people. And remember we talked about the uh, Abbott Elementary uh, being nominated. That was the only nominee from the four main networks in major primetime emmy categories wow hbo showtime a little bit of paramount and amc had multiple nominations for shows yeah well paramount got the you know the multiple nominations when you talk about getting them uh, the best cinematography and music okay that's multiple nominations but not really. Succession was the most nominated program. 20, uh, 25 nods. Pretty good. Uh, Ted Lasso and White Lotus had 20. And I didn't see what in the printout that I had that Barack Obama, good for him, is, uh, got an Emmy nomination for his voiceover work in Our Great National Parks. That uh, Netflix docuseries, Our Great National Parks. Voiced by Barack Obama. Wow, I bet you that's I bet you that's great right right so okay, I, <laughs> yesterday uh i don't know how i got to don mclean's american pie i think somehow from rutabagas i got to don mclean's american pie don't ask i mean just you can go back and listen to yesterday's show it is, uh, the show was, it, today is the 14th of July, 2022. So yesterday's show would have been the 13th of July, 2022. If you go back and listen and see how I got to Don McLean's American Pie from Vegas. But I see where McLean is in the news. He's got a new special coming out on Paramount TV. Uh, they're talking about, uh, the day the music died, the premieres on Paramount, July 19th, just around the corner. It's this documentary wrapping up the uh, 50th anniversary of American pie. And they talk about how, uh, Don McLean now thinks that, Ooh, you know, we might be close to a civil war. I don't want one. (laughs) Um, you're going to have some kind of, some form of civil war. And it hasn't happened yet, and I pray to God, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, He used an example of uh, his recent decision to pull out of the NRA meeting that was taking place after the Uvalde massacre. And at the time, he said it would have been disrespectful and hurtful for him to go on with the performance. They're thinking, oh, if you go to an NRA thing, you're glad that kids got murdered. Well, um, no. (laughs) He says, well, they're not. I would have said, well, no, <laughs> but he talks about, uh, his comment about Donald Trump. Uh, look, uh, at Donald Trump, he had the presidency. He had everything. Character is destiny. What is his destiny? He threw it away because of things that he said and meanness that was unnecessary, but yet he did good things. Nobody gives him credit. I mean, hello. Hello. Uh, Joe Biden now you've got an old man in the office who's a stalwart and a throwback but is he doing the bidding of that group and that group is by the way he talks about uh, the values have eroded in the decades since uh, American Pie came out and uh, he pointed to uh, the political environment with music like Cardi B's WAP (laughs) we don't even say what those letters stand for (laughs) So, if you don't know what uh, WAP stands for, uh, the first word is wet, the A stands for ass, and the P stands for pussycat. Pretty sure that's what it is. So, congratulations are in order to Tom Cruise and Top Gun as Maverick. Passes six hundred million dollars at the domestic box office. I mean, I don't get a piece of that, but congratulations to Tom and Paramount. It makes uh, Top Gun Paramount's biggest North American title pretty huge. Uh, it's a lot of money. <laughs> now, according to this, it ranks. That ranks him twelfth in all-time North American ticket sales, with tenth. Uh, uh, there are The Incredibles 2, 608 million, and Star Wars The Last Jedi, 620 million. It got me thinking, well, what's number one? I mean, uh, Avatar? I know they're re releasing it, so that if it's not number one, it will be again soon, probably. And Avatar is fourth now. Look at this list Star Wars The Force Awakens. $936,662,225. Wow. Uh, a billion adjusted for inflation. Avengers Endgame, $858,373,000. Number two. Number three, Spider-Man No Way Home, 804793000 Four hundred and seventy-seven dollars. Holy cow! Then you've got Avatar, seven hundred and forty-nine million. Black Panther's got seven hundred million. Avengers: Infinity War, six hundred seventy-eight million. Nothing. Titanic, six hundred million. Just over six hundred million. Wow. Jurassic World is wait. Jurassic World is six hundred and fifty-two million dollars. I guess, okay, I see adjusting for inflation. Uh, they're saying that Titanic would be, uh, well, Titanic would be number one adjusted for inflation at over 1,270,000,000. Wow. That is huge. But adjusted for inflation, again, number 21 in the unadjusted, um, would be Star Wars, uh, just the regular original Star Wars, adjusted for inflation, they got a uh, billion six hundred and sixty-eight million. I mean, that's almost two billion. <laughs> ET would be one billion three hundred million, uh, adjusted for inflation. But you know, for real, it got uh, you know three hundred fifty-nine million. Wow! I mean, these movies are just raked in some serious cash. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, really you know what I was looking where I was finding Dory is 18th Lion King yeah Lion King was 13th I mean that was so fun I loved Lion King two and a half and I know that's not even probably on this list at all but I Lion King two and a half was so much better than Lion King for me as a if I was reviewing them uh, wow well, Transformers got 319 million. Still pretty good for Transformers, although they spent a lot of money on that stupid movie. Where are we at? Inception. Yeah, pretty good. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back adjusted is almost a billion. So anyway, uh, congratulations. It all started with congratulations to Top Gun as it uh, cracks uh, $600 million domestically. Again, congratulations. All right, let's go to crime. Or alleged crime. Kevin Spacey has pleaded not guilty to multiple historic sexual assault charges allegedly committed in the UK. He faces four charges of sexual assault and one count of causing a person to engage in penetrative, penetrative, I can't even say that word, penetrative sexual activity without consent. No, it's not amorphophallus sexual activity without consent. Remember, he has indicated, uh, I am not guilty. I strenuously, strenuous, I have to speak today. I am strenuously denying these allegations. Uh, he didn't say anything to the press. Uh, he went before the judge and said, uh, yeah, uh, I am, uh, Kevin Spacey, yada, yada, yada. I was born, uh, in 1959. That's me. <laughs> uh, I plead not guilty. And, uh, can I go now? Yeah. Okay. Good. Cause, uh, I'm out. I got a Mercedes, uh, limo waiting for me out there. Let everybody photograph me as I'm leaving. I'll talk to you later. Okay, all right, goodbye. I mean, I love Kevin Spacey's work so much. He's in, he's done such a great job. And he, boy, he'd, he'd been, I mean, there's there's no work for Kevin. I don't know that that's ever going to come back for him. Uh, we'll see. We shall see. But I don't know that there's ever going to be any work for Kevin anymore. He's just trying to hang on, not go to prison, and save as much money as he can. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I I love his work. But it's been kind of a known thing of uh, what a kind of uh, douchebag he is, or at least was allegedly, right? Yeah. Okay. In Oklahoma, uh, a man killed his friend while fishing because he thought uh, the friend would feed him to Bigfoot. (laughs) Okay. Okay uh the two men were now this story is so weird because i thought this was when i first saw the story i thought oh they were out there uh you know taking care of a little business and uh you know uh then they uh uh one guy got pissed and uh, said he was gonna summon bigfoot this two oklahoma men were noodling or fishing with their bare hands okay so I guess noodling means that they were fishing with their bare hands. I don't know that I knew that that's what that was called, but okay, I'll give it to you. I always thought noodling was, you know, business, but what do I know? I have to look that up. Okay, yeah, it's both. All right, so noodling, according to the dictionary, uh, (laughs) well, it's also the action of improvising or playing casually on a musical instrument. Oh, I... Did not know that. And it's fishing for catfish using one's bare hands and is practiced primarily in the southern United States. No kidding. And the Urban Dictionary says uh, it's business. So we're both right. All right, fine. No problem. Anyway, they're out noodling. And uh, (laughs) the confrontation began because the one guy, uh, Sanders, uh, told authorities he struck his knight struck and strangled Knighton, the guy he was fishing with, because they found the body the next day. Obviously, okay. he left him, and then they, you know, they found him. Uh, he intended to feed me to Sasquatch and Bigfoot. Oh, okay. He uh, believed that uh, he was trying to get away from him so that Sasquatch could eat me. <laughs> oh. Okay, and I'm not going to let Jimmy get away. Uh, Larry punched Jimmy and struck Jimmy with a stick and uh, for an extended amount of time on the ground. And so Jimmy was not getting up anymore. And uh, Larry is now charged with uh, murder for, uh, for killing his partner because he didn't want his partner to leave him out there to get eaten by Bigfoot. I mean, nobody wants to get eaten by Bigfoot, right? And we know that that's a big... Bigfoot area there in Oklahoma. We've talked about the the Indian reservations there and how there's there's Bigfoot hunting out there. So, I mean, it's possible Larry has a legitimate legitimate argument, not to kill the guy, but to be concerned that, uh, you know, Bigfoot may eat you while you're out there. (laughs) And I see where uh, in California, an investigation by the police department, which is, you know, good for them, uh, the San Jose police, uh, found, uh, an underground bunker at a homeless encampment containing thousands of dollars of stolen items. Wow. they look underground bunker contained about a hundred thousand dollars worth of stolen goods. Pretty incredible. Um, they said the bunker was elaborate. It was equipped with electricity and they believed was plugged into somebody else's source. <laughs> no, it was plugged into the dirt San Jose police department. No kidding. Was plugged into something. Okay. Uh, six people were arrested in the case. A variety of charges uh, caused concerns among local residents who expressed fears that more such bunkers could be spread throughout the city and their homes and businesses could be targeted at theft. If they have $100,000 of merchandise down there already, your homes have already been targeted. And what a better place to do it than the homeless encampment because nobody wants to mess with the homeless encampment. No, we can't mess with that. That's where they live. We can't mess. It's, it's sad that they're homeless. We have to leave them alone. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and They found some weapons down there. They have a picture of three rifles. Okay. I mean, all right. I'm worried about them. You know. uh, they're going to hurt somebody. Well, yes, that's true. But how about we look at the other, I don't know, 989,000. Dollars worth of merchandise that's in this bunker under a homeless encampment. Yeah, I bet there are. If I'm a criminal who's stealing things, that's a pretty good place to hide it underneath a homeless encampment. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So if you park your car in the driveway or even really out in the open in a parking lot, and you have a 2001 through, oh, if you have a Toyota Prius, pretty much 2001 to 2021, uh, 2011, 2017 Chrysler 200, a 1987 to 2019 Toyota Camry, a 97 to 2020 Honda CRV, a 2005 to 2021 Chevrolet Equinox, a 1999 to 2021 Chevrolet Silverado, a 1990 to 2022 Ford Econoline E Series or a 2007 to 2017 Jeep Patriot, you may want to keep an eye on it because catalytic converter thefts are up. Huh, there's a surprise. We can't get products to fix cars, so now we're just going to steal parts off people's cars. Uh, they are talking catalytic converters are up 5,300% in Texas since. 2019. Uh, they're talking about catalytic converter theft is up in Florida and up around different cities across America. So I would, uh, I would be very careful if I had one of those, one of those, uh, automobiles. I, you know, it's going to come, that's going to happen with other automobile parts as well. Um, the one, my, my, uh, Volkswagen bug that I have, (laughs) I was, uh, I was thinking about buying another bug so that if I need parts, I could just use it as parts. Uh, you know, just find one that's a decent price and purchase it so that I could use that for parts. I, I know, I don't, I don't want to do that either, but why not? I mean, we've got to start doing something if you can't get the parts to fix it. So just, they give you some, uh, AAA Texas gives you some, uh, some recommendations to uh, perhaps prevent these thefts. When possible, park your vehicles in spots that are well lit and close to building entrances. Uh, no, I'm going to park all the way in the back in the dark. If you own a high clearance vehicle like a truck or SUV, store it in a secure location. Okay. Uh, have your converter welded into your car's frame. If a thief tries to get to your vehicle, it'll be harder for them to steal the converter. Yeah, make them get do more damage to your car to get the part. That doesn't seem like a smart move. Look for security devices to attach to your converter. Having something like a lock also makes that precious metal harder to steal. Can you get a lock for your catalytic converter? I don't know the answer to that. Look into buying a converter protection device. That has been developed for the Prius and other vehicles targeted by thieves. Okay, so there, I mean, this is America and capitalism is wonderful and we've created a converter protection device, but why don't we just start, I don't know, building them? Well, we can't build them that way because you can't find the cars anyway. So good, good on the people that developed the, uh, (laughs) the converter protection device. Some would say a shotgun is a converter protection device. Not me, though. No way. Consider engraving your vehicle identification number on the catalytic converter. This may help alert a scrap dealer that it was stolen and make it easier to find the owner. Yeah, you'd never be able to sell something with a a VIN number on it, ever, to a junkyard. I'm sorry, a scrap dealer. Calibrate your car's alarm to go off when it detects vibration. I thought that's what it was supposed to do. Uh, I thought that's what car alarms do is they go off when they detect vibration. Carry a good insurance policy. Most insurance companies cover replacement costs as a vehicle owner has the optional comprehensive coverage. Yeah, carry good insurance. You can't find the parts. That's the point. (sighs) Anyway, I hope you don't get your catalytic converter stolen. It's always important to... Keep your catalytic converter, you know, converting. Thank you for emailing fat at theblaze.com. I appreciate it. I got the one from uh, Eric who uh emailed me from minnesota saying things are getting bad camels are getting angry and then he gives me a a place to uh, to eat uh if i'm ever in freeport minnesota called charlie's cafe you won't you won't be able to drag me away from charlie's cafe if i'm ever in freeport minnesota I'm sure it's beautiful this time of year. Uh, In Freeport, Minnesota, although the camels now are starting to go crazy in Freeport, uh, Minnesota, a zoo worker had to be airlifted to a hospital after being, and it says in this story, bit by a camel. Yeah, the camel bit the guy's head and wouldn't let go. (laughs) So the one guy, Roger is uh, walking, I'm sorry, escorting the camel through an alleyway and he's going to be, you know, they're just taking him to another facility. And the uh, the camel reaches down and bites him in the head and won't let go and then drags him like 15 feet before a second employee says, hey, 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 and gets a piece of board and sticks it between the camel <laughs> on top of the guy's head. And so the camel, you know, lets go of this guy's head. The guy, Roger, runs off. I don't know what kind of teeth. If he still has, you know, camel molars in his skull, I don't know. But then the camel turned on that guy and started running after Seth Wixon, who was trying to save Roger, uh, who got away. The camel fortunately did not uh, did not catch the second man, Uh, but uh, the camel's gone mad. Now, it doesn't say. Uh, you know, I guess they, they both are expected to survive their injuries, which is good. Um, we don't know. Uh, the zoo is back to normal zoological operations. So I don't know if we've got that camel locked up and he's, there's no more camel rides at the Freeport, Minnesota Zoo, or if we're putting it down. Because in Jeff Fisher's world, uh, I don't care if you're at the zoo or not. Uh, no one supports zoos more than this show, Chewing the Fat, clearly. that's I mean, that's facts are facts. But when you go to the Hemker uh, Park and Zoo, oh, wow, that's one of the owners, Roger Blenker? Oh, no, it's Hemker, sorry. <laughs> Different, I saw Er, I thought it was the same thing. ER is on the end of a lot of names, Jeff. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, so it's the Hemker Park and Zoo. All right. And uh, I don't know if we're going to put the camel down. But anyway, as I was saying, uh, in Jeff Fisher's world, a camel goes down. Uh, you're not biting humans' heads and just walking away. And then you're not chasing after another human as we're trying to get get you to some sort of, of other building. Uh, and then you're going to start attacking? No. No. Animals do not attack humans. Not in Jeff Fisher's world. Sorry. Not going to happen. Then I got an email, uh, which is probably why I'm not running the old Freeport, Minnesota Zoo. Uh, Then I got uh, an email from uh, Dominic, who's a little pissed at me. And so I'll I'll read it to you in uh, Dominic's pissed voice. In your 712 news story about a cachet of arms, which is what I continue to call it. It's a -A C-A-C-H-E of arms. You repeatedly pronounced it cachet. The pronunciation of the word is the per- <laughs> is cash. Another pronunciation of cash is amorphophallus. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I got you upset over that. Okay, I got it. Uh, C a C H E is pronounced cash. Okay, I got it. Sorry, I apologize. I don't want to, but I will. I guess there there is a cachet, which is a seal used to, uh, especially as a mark or of official approval. That's cachet, but a cash is a hiding place, especially for concealing and preserving provisions or implements or weapons. That's your definition. So, I'm sorry, okay? I apologize. Ugh. Back off me. But hey, thanks for emailing chewingthefat at theblaze.com Then I was tagged in a tweet, uh, at JFR uh, with the hashtag JeffyScam. And it's called the Sized. S-I-Z-E-D, under the heading of Did You Know. Now, uh, the website is, I guess, thesized.com. I've never been there, uh, so I'm not sure how great that website is. I will say, going to thesized.com, I see where uh, the six headlines in front of me right now the 17th century was a truly terrible time to be a human i agree uh hundreds of feet below missouri sits a 1.4 billion pound store of government cheese (laughs) good uh the time it rained meat on a clear day in kentucky and people immediately ate it Uh, i mean that uh, we, I may have to add that to tomorrow's show. Uh, the island where 10% of the population can only see in black and white. Okay. Uh, the massive benefits of renewable energy to our planet's health. Stop it. Australia once had a six-foot demon ducks of doom and early humans stole their eggs. No, humans took the eggs to survive. Uh, humans take animals' things to survive. That's why we are the number one being on the planet. So anyway, uh, from this size.com, I was tagged uh, in a tweet, a story from that website, and it says, did you know? And I got to believe that this story is true, although I find it difficult to believe, but I love the story. Uh, A man in China bought a first class, fully refundable plane ticket, which gave him access to the airport's VIP lounge, where high rolling travelers can dine for free. That's a good gig. You're happy to get those tickets. The man rescheduled his first class ticket 300 times in one year to enjoy free meals. So he just stayed there. <laughs> he just stayed there and survived and lived large there at the VIP lounge. That's good thinking. When the airline figured out his scheme and confronted him, see, he says scheme, that was their deal. If you stay there, you get free Food and drink and, you know, you can, you know, take a nap in one of our chairs. That's what they offered in the VIP lounge. It's not a scam. I'm sorry, no. And so, you know, he just figured out that he could, you know, postpone leaving this room by, you know, rescheduling his flight. So anyway, when the airline figured out his scheme, as they call it, and confronted him, he canceled the ticket and got a full refund. Awesome. I want that to be true. That uh, is a great, great idea. And I bet that they have found some way around not making this happen anymore. Like the guy that was eating at the at uh, the theme park at Six Flags by buying the yearly pass and getting his lunch and dinner at Six Flags every day for the yearly pass. I bet uh, that, uh, that deal here with the VIP lounge is uh, no more to be found. But you could still hope and dream and look for it. So when something like that presents itself, you always use it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.